the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you looking for truth from God's word that you can understand and apply to your life? You'll find it today on Make It Clear with Dr. Stan Pons, Bible teacher and president of Clarity Christian College, formerly known as Florida Bible College. Listen now as Stan makes it clear. Hi, my name is Stan Pons, and I'm the host of Make It Clear, and I'm so glad that you're with us today. Whether you're watching this or listening to it on the radio or all of our podcasts and everything that we have, I am so glad for this audience that would be with us today. Now, on our program, we have two special guests. One is Doug Stroop, and I've invited him to be a part of this because he's the senior director of Make It Clear Studio, and he's been doing a lot of stuff, a lot of good stuff's coming out of his office, and we're going to have special time with him at another time, but I wanted him to be on the program to comment as we go through. But our special guest today is a returning guest that we've had a couple of years ago that just in the last few years, God has really favored in a major way, and that's none other than Kevin Sorbo. Now, some of you, maybe even most of you, have heard that he's been involved in that early television program called Hercules, but since then, he has made so many movies and guest spots on TV and all the rest, and we're going to hear about one of the latest movies that's coming out very soon, and it's called Miracle in East Texas, and he'll talk about that. But let's begin and just welcome Kevin to the program. And Doug, Doug, thank you for being here. Thanks. So so good to be here. Thank you, Sam. You bet. And it's Kevin, thank you. My, my pleasure. It's good to be here. Good, good, good to see you again. You betcha. Let's get right into this, because there's three topics we want to cover today, and I know that all of our listeners would like. The first topic we're going to talk about is really Kevin's faith journey, you know, how he got into the whole Christian thing, and then and secondly, I want to talk about what are the causes that today are really lighting him up, that he's most excited about, most burdened about. And then we want to end especially with telling you about that wonderful movie coming out that everyone wants to see. So invite your family and friends, and it's called Miracle in East Texas. So let's begin, Kevin. Tell us about your faith journey. How did you become a Christian? You know, it, just, it, it was in my bloodline, I think. I grew up with it. My parents are very strong Lutherans. I'm second-generation Norwegian boy. So they grew up in farms in Iowa. My uh, my two older brothers were born in Iowa, but then my sister and then myself, my younger brother, all born in, in Minnesota, just west of Minneapolis, a little town called Mound, Minnesota, on the shores of Lake Minnetonka. We were home to Tonka Toys. So there's a good trivia question for people right there. And um, so St. John's Lutheran Church was just sort of, it was it was there. I just grew up in the church world, grew up with very, um, you know, godly parents, um, strong parents. Uh, I also said, my dad ruled the family with soft thunder hands. You know, you've been, dad was mad. You knew he was mad. And, but he was very, um, he was very supportive of all of us. And he was, uh, he was a, a junior high school teacher, math and biology. And my mom was a nurse, like pretty much a stay on home mom with five kids. And, but they taught us all to really follow our dreams, to really push hard and to always work. Work was something that they were always very, um, you know, adamant about. Uh, we all had our chores around the house. Um, I started a paper 
about when I was just nine years old, delivering the Minneapolis Star and Tribune at uh, 4.30 every morning, six mornings a week through Minnesota winters even. So uh, I did that for seven years um, and saved enough money to buy my own car when I got to high school. Uh, a beautiful little Ford Mustang. That I, I tell you, I learned one thing. I tell my kids the same thing. When you work hard in this life and you buy something like that, you take care of it. You don't take it for granted. And uh, that was something my father put down to us. But I think I think our main pastor, Pastor Sanders, pretty much scared the heck out of all of us younger kids. Um, he was a pretty fire and brimstone kind of guy. But the youth pastor we had by the time I got in the teenage years, Pastor Lee, was was really huge and instrumental in my my growth. Um, he was there for us. We had a place called The Room. It was Wednesday nights. It was for the teenagers. And The Room was this, uh, they, they opened two of the Sunday school classrooms and they had the old beat up pouches and things in there. And it was just a place to really hang out uh, with the 13 to 17 year olds. But yeah, Pastor Lee was this kind of cool 23, 24 year old guy that really felt like he could speak to our generation better. And he brought the Bible to us in more of a uh, modern day look at it and how it applied to our lives in, at, at that time. And um, one thing that always stuck with me, um, we had a, a, a field trip with, with our with our church, went to see the Reverend Billy Graham speak at the Minneapolis St. Paul Fairgrounds. And it was a hot August night. The full moon was out and there had to be at least 250,000 people there. I've never, it was unbelievable the amount of buses and churches that were there. And it just, it just felt like this. You could feel this movement of all this group of people. At the end of his amazing uh, speech, he said, please come on down. I have volunteers lined up to talk with you, pray with you, whatever. And as a 13-year-old kid, something I normally wouldn't have done, um, I actually walked down there to meet, um, I sat on the grass with this guy. He was probably in his 30s, so he's really old to a 13-year-old. <laughs> I still think I'm 35 and I look in the mirror and go, no, you're not. But 35 is a great age. <laughs> but um, uh, we were just talking and all of a sudden a hand went on my head and I turned and looked over my shoulder. It was the Reverend Billy Grant. And he had his he had his people with him, of course, his 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 protectors, because you know he's gotta have his protection. And but his head was the perfect place with the moon behind it. So it was like these rays coming out of his head. And I still remember it to this day, and it was so vivid. And you know, he, he prayed for me and uh, I told Franklin Grandma's son that story years later. Um, I've got to know him very well through the years. But um, I told that story on on a on a, on a talk show, and uh, they heard about it, and they said, you know, uh, we're doing a hardcover book for Chicken Soup for the Soul for the Reverend Billy Graham, 101 stories. They've never done hardcover books; they've always done paperback. Mm-hmm. But for him, they did a hardcover, and the Reverend saw your story, laughed and loved it, and thought, you know, will he do a, one of our stories? And I said, Are you kidding me? So I did it. When the book was done, they called me again and said, Would uh, would you be willing to, you know, he's in his 90s, can't get around very well. Would you be willing to be the guy that he wants you to, because of you know, the fame of Hercules and Andromeda and the movies I've been doing up to that point, would you be uh, willing to do the PR and the book and travel? And I said, are you kidding me? It'd be an honor. So um, I, I got called to do that. But that was, you know, for me, I, I, I think, you know, you have your ups and downs and you do stupid things and start questioning things. But I never, I never stopped loving the power of prayer. I never stopped not believing in God or Jesus. It's always been there for me. So uh, I'm certainly not perfect in any way, but um, uh, for me, it's 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 always been part of my life. So I ne- never really never really strayed from it and never really stopped believing at all. And I always remember in college, even had discussions with people that were atheists and agnostics. And I remember them saying, why do you believe in something like that? You know, and I, I said, I don't know, we're sitting in chairs right now. Who do you think made these chairs? And they go, well, somebody made them. I go, exactly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all you got to do is look up at the stars and go, 
It didn't just happen. Somebody made it happen. That's right. Your your faith journey is so inspiring because you really got the Lord early in your life and he really always stayed with you. And now look at how he's oh, yeah. probably more now than ever before as you have a platform, but also you're using that to really be a megaphone for the Lord and salvation and all the things that are important. Mm-hmm. So that faith journey is important and everyone has one. But you know, that also has led you into some important causes in your life that you really believe in and that you want other people to understand truth, we're going to call it. So what are the most recent causes that have been around a long time, but you're championing? You sense the Lord wants you to really be a, a spokesman for those causes. What would they be, Kevin? There's a couple of those, but the top of this is certainly the abortion issue. Um, I do quite a bit of speaking on the subject. I do probably about, I do about 15 speaking events around the country every year, and the majority of those are on on uh, pro-life. And it's it's amazing to me how we've gotten to a place where we've actually sort of brainwashed people to think that it's no big deal. Um, we made it such a normal thing over the last 50 years now with Roe v. Wade being overturned it just really, really accelerated the hatred and anger from the people that still believe that it's my body, my choice. And I tell people it's not your body. If it was your body, you'd be dead. So, I, you know, it's it's insane what we're doing out there right now in the fight to keep this as something that's just a normal way to go through life. It's just bizarre to me because it's an inconvenience for somebody or they feel they're too young. Well, then maybe they, they were too young to have unprotected sex. I mean, uh, it's 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 a huge it's a huge uh, cause for me. And like I said, I've, I've got at least I've got four more lined up this year yet uh, before the years out of, of you know, I'll be in Kansas City. I'll be in Grand Rapids, Michigan. I'll be in Houston, Texas. So I travel quite a bit with it and talk. And uh, uh, if people want to pretend that it's not murder, then they're, 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 they're fooling themselves. These are the same people that want to protect t- trees. They want to protect a, a sea turtle egg. Um, I remember this woman I worked with on my second TV series, Andromeda, and she was, no man can tell me what I can do with my body. And um, I brought her an article. It was kind of shameful of me, but I, I was a setup where this man had gotten seven years in prison for eating a sea turtle egg in Hawaii. And she looked at me and goes, he sure got life. And I went, really? It's an egg. She goes, Kevin, that egg was going to become a sea turtle. Mm. Well, I had it. I yeah. said, what was the egg in your stomach? What was the egg in your stomach going to become? Mm-hmm. And she said, uh, yeah. typical, typical answer from them, typical answer. She stood up, walked to the door, red in the face and said, you're wrong. And I go, wow, you just put me in my place. I don't know how to make a comeback to that. You know? yeah. So um, it's it's amazing to me how um, what the what the media has done. I mean, Walt Disney said back in the 1950s that movies and television will influence our youth. Well, he is certainly right. And I'm sure he's flipping his grave to see what Disney is doing with his name brand right now. Mm-hmm. So yeah. um, I, it's, uh, I think it's fantastic that more and more people are getting out there like uh, Abby Johnson who get out there and they do so much speaking on it. And um, it's uh, it's 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 a battle to keep fighting because I think it's, it's worth fighting. And I think the other thing, um, it's not, it, it is a battle in terms of finding funding for the movies that I do. But um, I do a lot of movies that, um, you know, that to me, like Doug, Doug understands, he does as well. And the biggest battle out there is finding funding. And I do movies in a $3 million budget. That's catering budget in Pirates of the Caribbean, you know, and they'll put a $100 million advertisement into it. I mean, my movie, God's Not Dead, that's an anomaly for a $2 million movie to make $140 million worldwide. That's in, yeah. in crazy how that happened. But um, we need word of mouth more than anything to get these things out. And every time I've been funded in my movies, I'm telling you, it was it was always a God thing. Yeah. I mean, I remember one day just sitting in my office, like being an hour, and I got a phone call. Um, it was, and it was, um, you know, a guy calls me that I know. I don't want to say his name because he gets bugged with too many 
company calls the way it is. They say, go to him and get more money. But he said, hey, I love the movies that you do. And I'd like to put, uh, I'd like to put some, you know, I'd like to invest in your next movie. Well, I'm going to say his name. It was Sean Hannity. Okay. So Sean, Sean called me up and we, we had a script called Let There Be Light that my wife wrote. And so we went to his New York office and we pitched it to him. And the miracle is in that 30 minute pitch, Sean Hannity didn't interrupt us one time. Not once. He let us talk the whole time. That's, After that's we're done, he wrote a beautiful. check. He wrote a check right there. He wrote a check right there and then. In a movie we're going to talk about a little bit, My Miracle in East Texas, I was at a speaking event in Palm Springs in California and we did a Q&A after my speaking and people started asking about the investment process, you know, going into indie, indie, indie moves, movies. And I said, look, it's always been a tough thing to find money and I don't get it because I meet very wealthy people that are Christians, conservatives, and I don't think they understand the cultural battle that Hollywood has waged against us in the world because they're winning that battle. And um, it's, it, movies and television have a huge influence on people. And you see the messages they're putting out and the independent movies that, that, that you know, that Doug's doing that I'm doing. We're trying to get the positive messages out there. But like I said, we don't have a $100 million advertising budget. We got to rely on word of mouth. So right. when I, at the end of that speaking, I was out signing my book, autographing people. He came up and he put a piece of paper across. He said, can you make a movie of this? And I looked at it and I said, yes, I can. And uh, that's when Texas was and uh, that yeah. movie is going to be coming out. And we'll talk about that movie comes out next month, but it's a wonderful, uh, wonderful movie. So all the time, it's always been, if you got people out there want to talk about it, I won't lose your money for you. I promise. I do good little yeah. movies. I really <laughs> want to applaud the fact that you are willing to go public for what is truth. And you know, truth is truth. The rest of the stuff is lies. And I appreciate ah. you, especially on the pro-life. The other thing that excites us too, and I don't want to go off on a tangent so we run out of time, but I am, I'm excited. We interviewed your wife, especially in that homeschool movement that she did sure. before the pandemic. And I mean, that had to explode for her as well. But the neat thing is both of you are in sync. You're different, but you're in sync on these great causes and beliefs. And it's such a joy to watch you as a couple do that. Committed to marriage, committed to the Lord, committed to the causes and important. And you mentioned pro-life. Doug's got a new movie that's going to be coming out soon as well called My Name is Melissa. And there is that thread of the whole pro-life thing, but it's not a documentary. It's not preachy, but it's evident to see that. But it's edgy, too, to really capture their attention because we do believe in pro-life and exactly what you're saying. So I appreciate what Doug's doing because he's really the point of the sphere for that department and that movie as well. But let's come back to you. But before I do, I want to just remind our listeners that you're listening to Make It Clear. My name is Stan Pons, the host, but our two guests today is Doug Stroop. He's the senior director of Make It Clear Studio. You need to go to the website, makeitclearstudio.com and see all that they've got going there or go to the bigger website, makeitclear.org and learn all about what we're doing. And our extra special guest today is Kevin Sorbo. Now, Kevin's been talking about his faith journey and he talked about the causes that he's involved in and that he believes in. And he really is, there are so many biblical causes. And so he could talk about all of them because he stands for all of them. But the one he talked about was pro-life. But we need to move into the area of the movie that's coming out. We've had the privilege of seeing kind of a pre-release of all of that. We showed it to our staff and they were just so touched by it. I mean, we prayed afterwards and everything. It's called The Miracle in East Texas. So tell us how that got birthed in your mind, why you turned it into a movie and why everyone should go see that movie. Would you do that for us, Kevin? Sure. Well, the script is written by Dan Gordon. Dan Gordon wrote it many, many years ago. He's a very proficient writer. He's an amazing writer. Uh, he's an Oscar-nominated writer. He wrote he wrote Hurricane for Denzel Washington. He wrote White Earp 
Kevin Costner. He was also the showrunner in Highway to Heaven. He wrote 60 of the episodes for Michael Landon. And he's he came in and did a rewrite on Sam's script, uh, Let There Be Light, which which came out in theaters about five years ago and did very well. And um, he sent me this script, and I, I I thought this script is so good. It's just it's a true story. It's set in 1930, right in the heart of the Depression, uh, about these two con men. Now I I was fortunate to direct this movie as well, but I also starred in it. And these two con two con get men played by myself and John Ratzenberger uh, would go through Oklahoma and Texas and they would woo widows out of their money on fake oil wells. They would sell 500% of the share and then declare a dry hole and move on to the next town. And they did that all through Oklahoma and Texas. So they get to Texas and they accidentally strike oil in Kilgore, Texas. It ends up being the largest oil refine in the history of the world. And of course they get arrested because you can't have 500% of anything and all while they're at, uh, at, at the trial, every widow that they ripped off shows up to see these guys hang basically. But what I love about this movie, it's not like an in-your-face faith thing. It won 10 different film festivals, everything from best romantic comedy, the best faith film, the best judge's favorite, audience favorite. And I love the fact that it's one of those movies that will reach out to everybody. You can, you don't have to be even a person of faith to see this movie, but the message is still going to be in there, which is great. And uh, it's um, it was just a lot of fun to shoot. We shot up in Calgary and uh, I showed it to a group of people, uh, oil people in, um, in Texas. Texas and they kept saying, Yeah, I know where that is. I said, No, you don't. I said, We shot it. We shot it up in Canada. And they're, How can you shoot a movie about uh, Texas in Canada? I said, Well, look, there's a thing that I'm in, involved with called show business, and it's not show show. And up in Canada, you get a much bigger tax credit than, than you guys give, and the dollar is much stronger up there than this down here. And on top of it, the 3,000 acre ranch that we shot this movie in, that's a working ranch plus a working a movie ranch. Well, how can people see this movie? Um, go to sorbostudios.com, sorbostudios.com, and check it out. The trailer's there. And here's where we need that support again, guys. We need people. Look, we need. It's a Fathom event. With Fathom, you only get two days. That's just sort of the way they do. They let they give independent movies a chance to get in theaters. Run 750 screens. But if you go to sorbostudios.com, you can sign up right now. You can get your tickets now. Just put in your zip code. They'll show you what theaters are near you. And please, what I want to do is believe in the power of 10. I want each person that goes to that site, send that sorbostudios.com to 10 other people and tell them to send it to 10 other people and so on. Because if we fill these theaters up before the end of October, comes out October 29th, then trust me, we will get more screens in more days. And the only way we can make this happen is through your help and word of mouth. That's how the Chosen got financed. People came in and financed this thing. So only thing that, that Chosen, really what the whole idea behind Angel Studios works on is other people's involvement, not the studios. Because it's a good way to get a, get away from the studios and it's a good way to get good products. I get stopped all the time. Hotels, airport lobbies, wherever it may be, and say, hey, we love the movies you do. It's not about Hercules anymore. It's really, we love God's Not Dead, Soul Surfer, What If, Let There Be Light. We want more like that. And I go, I'm making them. You got to help support them. We got to get it out there. We need pastors across this country to tell our congregation to go because it's a PG-rated movie and it's a wonderful, wonderful, very funny story. It's a very touching story and it's also a very true story because you guys are already saw it and the things that happen in there is exactly what happened even the end of the movie because people asked about that that's I have screened it and I said oh yeah I don't want to give it away but uh, it's it's it there it's called Miracle in Texas more more than just one reason striking oil and folks you know those of you that are listening to me now that means you do listen to things that are out there that would really be helpful and now many of you are realizing that there's so much junk on TV even in the streaming department and so you're looking for something else well, there 
are coming out with new movies, but some of them are pretty hokey, but others are, are really done well. The movies in which have been produced and worked on and directed by and starred in by Kevin are really first class. Why? Because he has that in his bloodline. He's been doing that for so many years. He knows what not to do. He knows what to do. So when he puts something out in front of you, you know you're going to get from him and those that work with him the best of the best for you. His purpose is to obviously honor the Lord, but to also, through that, by adding value to your life. So it's not so much just entertainment. I'm going to use a word here. It's more edutainment. You're going to get educated. There'll be things you're going to learn from this. You'll be asking yourself some personal questions about your own honesty and integrity and how you deal with people. But I really encourage you to bring your kids to this movie. It's a kid movie as well, but it's not designed just for kids. So it's open as a family-friendly movie. Kevin, we're just about out of time, but I want to thank you so much. Hold that up and talk about it, will you? Okay. This is my latest book. It just came out. Now, you guys know about the Brave Books. As you, I'm sure people have heard stories about Kirk Cameron going to libraries and reading his Brave Book and being attacked because apparently a lot of his public libraries would rather have drag queens read to the kids instead of Kirk Cameron. Well, this is already raising a lot of eyebrows. Mine just came out September 1st. Go to BraveBooks.com and sign up. And my book is about embracing masculinity. My book is about letting boys be boys and let them grow up to be strong men. And uh, obviously, there's a, there's a fatherless issue out there as well. And we see the downfall of that. But the reality is this book is, it's not evil. It's not mean. It's just let boys be boys. Same thing as let girls be girls, let kids be kids. Let them decide where they want their lives to go when they get old enough, when they get become adults instead of the craziness that we're living in right now. So please go there and check it out. And believe it or not, I'll be reading my first my first reading this is going to be at an elementary school in, uh, in New Jersey. Uh, I told Kirk, I said, you got to attack the library wait till I go to wait till I go to the public school system to read yeah. this book but it's not a mean book it's, it's a fun story it's a fun story about about a, a little a little cub this line cub right near Lucas where he's got to save the life of his of his little sister and it's just a wonderful story he doesn't have his parents around but he, what he's learned from his mom and certainly what he learned from his dad is how to overcome the obstacles in life even to fight through the fear so please go check that out as well and next year I'd love you guys to be part of this here make make it clear I am I I'm hosting a, um, a family and faith con based on the comic cons that I do. Because a lot of comic cons, people come up now and say they want autographs of me of God's Not Dead or Let There Be Light. So we're doing it. It's going to be, if people go to riseupcon.com, riseupcon.com. It's May uh, 29th, 30th, and June 1st. And it's going to be in Seaverville, uh, Tennessee, just south of Knoxville. And we, if you go there right now, look at riseupcon.com. You can see everybody who's already committed to be there. we got some wonderful wonderful, wonderful people already going to be there. And we're doing a, a charity golf event that we're going to hopefully fill up. We're going to have uh, 80 golfers with 20 celebrities and they, they, we're raising money for a, a foster care uh, uh, housing and for also for um, a, 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 a pro, pro-life uh, establishment. So please check it out. Well, you can see that Kevin really takes his vitamin. He is Mr. Energy. He is passionate. <laughs> he is inside of him. It's just percolating. I got to reach people. And let me tell you about that book for a moment. It's not just for boys. Dads ought to be reading this. Moms ought to be yes. reading it. Girls yes. ought to know what kind of a, a godly man and masculinity right. they should look at. And the reason we have to do it now is because the, it, the pendulum is now swung against masculinity. And they almost can't say masculinity without saying toxic masculinity. And so we need to really go back and you got to start it younger. So there's so much going on. Let me encourage you to go to his website. And Kevin, give them that website again so they can get everything they need to know. They got to go to 
sorbostudios.com. They got to go to bravebooks.com and then riseupcon.com. And if you'd like to know more about that, we'll be posting it on our website so that you can understand where you can go and get this material. Doug, I want you to close down our program and I want to thank all of you for being with us today. You've been listening to Make It Clear. My name is Stan Pons. If you want to know more about Make It Clear, just go to makeitclear.org. Makeitclear.org. And if you want to know the movies that we're putting out and we have put out, then go to makeitclearstudio.com. Makeitclearstudio.com. Close us down, Doug. Won't you do that? I'll be glad to. Yes, Kevin, thank you so much for being a part of this program here today. And I just have to say, as I'm listening to you talk, hearing your passion, your heart right for God and for faith-based content, we're not afraid to tackle the tough issues, right? And we understand that the media of film is a tremendously powerful way to reach masses of people, right, with a very powerful message. And in our situations, doing that in a faith-based platform, what a wonderful thing it is to have you doing this, to us doing here this at Make It Clear Studio. And uh, I look forward just to being able to partner with you more in the future, doing some things together to really make a powerful impact on all of the viewers' lives. And so we'll we'll make our plans to be there and be a part of this. And now what we're doing to be able to promote Miracle in East Texas, we're with you, brother, and we're promoting this thing. We want to try to fill it up as much as we can. So thank you so much for all that you do for, for the Lord and uh, and through the film uh, films that you're producing. We're glad to be able to support you in your efforts. Well, Thanks a lot. God bless you guys. Thank you so much. You bet. Take Thank care. You, God bless you. Until next time, make it clear. This is Joe Pons, and I want to thank you for listening to Make It Clear with the teaching of Dr. Stan Pons, founder of Make It Clear Ministries and president of Clarity Christian College. Make It Clear is dedicated to taking the Word of God with clarity into every person's world. It's the support of listeners like you who make the ministry of Make It Clear possible. You can provide your tax-deductible gift to Make It Clear online by going to makeitclear.org. That's makeitclear.org. Thank you for helping us make it clear. If you would like to have Dr. Pond speak at your church or event, please email us at tellmemore at makeitclear.org. That's tellmemore at makeitclear.org. Thank you, and remember to make it clear. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.